Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. I am a mother. I am an entrepreneur. I am a singer. I am an artist. I'm a journalist, a businesswoman, an educator, a sister, a grandmother, an advocate, a leader. I am a friend. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am one of more than a million people living with HIV in the U.S. We are not alone. Let's stop HIV together. Get the facts. Get tested. Get involved. Go to www.actagainstaids.org for more information. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Marvelous Monday with Dr. Shirley McKellar and Bishop L.J. Guillory. I'm hosting tonight, so I might be a little bit off. Y'all going to have to be patient with me. I'm a little bit rusty, but I'll get better. How are you doing, Dr. McKellar? <laughs> I'm fine. So, Chief, that means good evening, and you have to come on more frequently so you don't be rusty. It's great yes. to hear your voice. <laughs> and it's, and it's great to hear your voice I'm also. Your, yes, and I'm in your city. And so we're oh, going to be are? looking for you tomorrow. I am in Houston, Texas, and uh, we, oh, okay. we have a big event that's going to be going on out at Rosharon, Texas. Do, are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. That little town mm-hmm. outside of Houston where we're going to be at yes. the um, work. Have you heard about it, where we're going to be tomorrow? No, I haven't. I'm trying to listen what, and find word, out more okay. information. Word rest. Okay. Well, and I'm going to send you the videos of what we're trying to do, uh, Chief, is to mitigate this COVID-19 and find ways in which that we can reopen the, the uh, country and get back to some form of normalcy. And we have found the solution. We found the answer. And we have been on radio and TV all day today on uh, interviews so that the great city of Houston, Texas, will know exactly about this project and this program and this technology company and what they have devised. And so, unfortunately, they're on on radio right now on one of the stations, let me see, 101.9, I believe is what they're on right now, Uh, the guys out of San Diego that we brought into Texas. Uh, Otherwise, they would be on with us on the show tonight. And they still may have the opportunity to maybe come in on our second half, but right now they're um, at that radio station uh, here in Houston starting at 8 o'clock tonight. So oh, okay. We have to we have to bring you up to date. We really have to bring you up to date on what's actually going on with that uh, technology. They brought in uh, labs that they drove up from uh, what Florida, brought in from Florida, and they're going to be displayed out there on the uh, parking lot on tomorrow. Uh, there's four different types of tests that we're going to be um, we're going to be doing on tomorrow. The quick test, the quick Sandy lab, 
uh, quick testing to show, you know, most of the tests now, they're taking, what, three to four or five days before they're getting the results back. Well, now they have uh, come up with a test where it's like a pregnancy test. Uh, in 15 minutes, you're going to have the results of it. Wow. So, Wow. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to send you technology. They're a telecommunications company, but but during this COVID, about eight months ago, seven months ago or so, a little over, they decided, you know what, we got to find we got to find a solution to this. And so they piv- made a pivot and went over and started working on the medical side of how that they could come up with some ways to devise uh, things, uh, visionarians, I should say scientists and medical people, we've been on uh, Zoom and on calls with them for the last three months because I had the privilege of working on the task force in Tyler, Texas. And so I just was researching, researching, and found this company, and along with a a friend of mine that I did business with, uh, with a procurement for the VA hospitals a long time ago. But we've come full circle and so we're going to be there at that church tomorrow at 10, uh, from at 10 until about 1130. And we're going to be on okay. Zoom. I'll also send the Zoom to you so that you'll have that and, uh, and be able to tune in. If you can't come in person, then you can tune in and watch it on Zoom. It's amazing okay. technology that, that they have devised. Yes, yes. And I'm going to, when we get off tonight, I will send you a couple of videos as well as uh, an email, and uh, to make sure that uh, you're, up to, you're up to snuff on what is going on. Okay. And then we plan on taking this and, and going before the uh, Biden-Harris um, uh, procurement, well, the Biden-Harris transition uh, team for COVID-19. As you know, Representative uh, Cedric uh, Richmond out of uh, Louisiana actually is heading up, up the COVID team. And so okay. we want to get involved with their public engagement uh, office to let them see what uh, what these great visionaries and medical uh, physicians and scientists have developed. It's just amazing. You would be overwhelmed to know I brought it in all into East Texas. We covered East Texas a couple of weeks ago. And then now on yesterday, we brought them down here to Houston. So, and I'm going to tell you, Chief, it's very personal for me because I've had six family members to die of COVID-19. Wow. Uh, the last one was my sister's husband, who we just had his funeral on Saturday. And that's when I flew oh. in. That's where I was flying from Omaha, Nebraska in. And so I'm not stopping until everybody in this country knows about this company and what they have devised, starting with Texas, because as you know, Chief, we're number one in America for COVID cases and death. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. It's a tragedy. We, we, yeah, I think that we got, and I hate to say this, but I think that we got open too soon by our government yes, that was in place in yes. Texas. I think that they followed the guidelines of the person that, that wasn't following any guidelines, just running his mouth, That's basically. It. basically, And so we paid the price. We're paying the price for We've it. Paid, we really we, are. We're still paying the price. Well, let's find out if yes. uh, our co-host, uh, Mr. Arthur, is on, uh, my my dear fraternity brother. Sir Arthur, are you there? How are you doing? <laughs> How are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? 
Yeah, doing so, good. Did, so do you know Chief Run Spikes, one veteran, meet another veteran? Uh, Chief Spikes, uh, uh, my fraternity brother, Mr. Arthur Fleming, is also a military man. I think he's a, I think he probably fell off over there on the Air Force side, I think, I believe. <laughs> yeah, well, we ain't gonna hold it. We, we're not gonna hold that. We're not gonna him, hold that against him, really. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Somebody had to be doing the thinking. Yeah. Some <laughs> some and and some days some when I was in the army. Yeah. Some days <laughs> when I was in the army, I I, I wished I would have joined the Air Air Force. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I, I tell this story all the time, uh, Chief Spikes and and uh, Frat. That that when I was running the ICU unit, uh, intensive care unit overseas during during the war in Iraq, and uh, so we we'd been out there for six months in the field, and so so the, uh, these uh, Air Force uh, nurses came and said, "Ma'am, uh, tomorrow is our last day." And I said, "What do you mean tomorrow is your last day? What do, what do you mean by that?" And they said, "Well, we leave tomorrow." Uh, no, no. Tomorrow is our last day working because we will be preparing to uh, uh, out process. And I said, "What do you mean?" They said, "Well, we're only here for six months. So six months. <laughs> how did you get? <laughs> how did you get six months due? Uh-huh. Well, that's how we do it in the Air Force." <laughs> so I guess yeah, that's you know, how they can't do. be away from home too long. You can't be away they from home like... too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got to go back to the country club, right? Yeah, you know, Air Force is like, I mean, it's, it's a single man's life, but they, but everything caters to married people. And so, you know, so they try to, you know, like, like, like a, your longest tour would probably be, if, if it's longer than a year, you know, that, like, you can take your folks with you and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, oh, yeah, okay. they be. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we could, then, we could, you know, about two wise. It wouldn't work that way in the army because if you was in the field for about six months, I guarantee they wouldn't bring your folks out there in the field. You better believe it. <laughs> and they might not even want to come. So, yeah, y'all y'all were Cadillacing, as, as um, Dr. McKellar said. Y'all was Cadillacing out there. They're Cadillacing. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I told, I called you know, we, did we, could, we did what we could. We did what we could. We did what we could. And I beat them up with my wrench, I tell you that. I was an aircraft mechanic. I beat the heck out of him with my wrench. Oh, you didn't do nothing. But <laughs> you, you was in the air condition all the way around. So. Yeah, all the way around. <laughs> nah, 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 I was on the flight line. I was on the flight line. <laughs> my airplanes ain't in the air conditioning. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, we, we'll you, give him a little credit yeah. for that. Yeah, but didn't you retire from the Air Force? Oh, oh no. Eddie, here, I was going to stay for 20 years. I was going to okay. go to college and, and graduate three, uh, and then about a year later, after I got out, the brainwashing wore out. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna let you slide on that one then. You let him slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so so listen. Let's talk a little bit more, um, Chief, about the, the COVID. We know that about 53 to 54. Uh, Persons out of that White House that you were talking about a few minutes ago has tested positive, mm. and we know that Giuliani uh, was thrown into the hospital on yesterday because he's positive. But I think about I think about all of the the people who don't have all of the um, the the drugs at their discretion, the the uh, convalescent uh, plasma, 
for the antibody therapy. Uh, they don't have the rendesivir. Uh, even the hydrochloroquine that that they pretend was <laughs> was of some value, you know. And then the, then we the Clorox. look at. Yeah, they don't have the Clorox cleansing. I mean, you know, it's it's troubling for me that uh, as a healthcare pro- professional, that uh, that people don't have access. That our people don't have access to uh, to all of the the healthcare, all of the drugs that uh, that these other people are getting, and then they're just going around. Uh, lackadaisical, won't wear a mask, won't follow the uh, CDC guidelines. And so wow. I think that, yeah, that you think we're going to see some changes that, that people will comply. I know that uh, uh, President-elect no. Biden says give him 100 days. You think people will comply with that? Wait, hey, let me say yes. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Yield. Go ahead, Mister. No, I yield. I yield. You, 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 you hold some. Okay. I'm just a guest. No, what I was gonna say was, the, no, what I say was that the, the uh, you know, the, the, the more long term issue is gonna be whether we gonna take it or not, especially black folks. Mm. And, and and of course, you know, you got white folks that say that you know say that they don't want to take it. So, what black folks have to figure out is if if majority of white folks ain't gonna take it, then that means we are gonna have to take it. Well, I think that I think that well, African Americans are a little hesitant about taking things at the onset, and then it goes back to the Tuskegee experiment, where where black men were injected with the syphilis uh, virus. There was a Connecticut. uh, There was Connecticut. There was a Connecticut experiment also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, what they did some nuclear, you know, did some nuclear stuff. But but anyway, yeah, yeah that wasn't the only one. They that that said at University of Connecticut. They were. They, yes, they, they were I think the Tuskegee one is the most noted one. Would you say the one that right, everybody right. seems to to know about? Uh, that was the one that was talked about more than probably any of the others. But you're right. There was some others. And but but here's how I feel about this whole thing is that I want to see more clinical trials because think about this. We have almost 400 million people in America, and then we have a small uh, uh, group of people who are actually in these clinical trials, and then we we don't have enough people volunteering uh, to uh, be in the trial. And then the other part of the point is it's a double. Blind study, right? So we have fifty percent of the people get the injection, and fifty percent don't get Pfizer. the injection. And, and so Pfizer said, "Now this is what Pfizer said." And Pfizer said that they had the number of people required, black folks and all that type of stuff. Now they say they did. Now I don't care what they say. But here. I'm but, but no, but I'm trying. Let me say this. So let me say this. So let me say this. So the test, it's for us like the uh, uh, ongoing so forth. Baby, we the study. That's what they finna do now by giving it to everybody. Somebody <laughs> say, Oh, you finna see the study. We the study. But look at, but look how many people are in the study. That's what I'm saying. We have almost four hundred million people in America. That's why it takes time to build up this vaccine because it takes time to have more people 
in a clinical trial. It usually takes two or three years to bring about uh, a vaccine. And I know that people have worked really fast in order to try to make this happen simply because of the fact that we had lost so many people in COVID-19. But the reason why the reason why it takes that length of time is because they may have a series of studies with this group of people, a thousand, and then they'll do a thousand more, and then they'll do a thousand more. So you have more people that uh, that are in this study. But if you just have if you just have a thousand people, and I'm just using that because that's a good number that usually that you will see in a clinical trial, you will see that over and over and over for an expanded time. And this is, we haven't seen that happen, and that's why I well, think it, that people it, are reluctant. Go ahead. Eddie, but you do have to account for the fact that the technology is different and also the politics is different. You know, like the medical system, you know, the, the, the drug, the big farm, you know, they got a political system up in there. Like when they, like when they, take them drugs and do all that stuff. They do an economic model when they do some of that stuff. And so you got to you gotta understand a lot of that, a lot of it wasn't technological. A lot of that was was uh, was a political bureaucracy, you know, folks paying people whatever they do. Uh, so, you know, so a lot of that was in the system. You yeah. have to count Hey, Dr. McKellen, I want to catch you in between, in between real quick. You got somebody out there on the 409 area code. Looked like they knew what they was doing. They they put up their hands as soon as they came in. So yeah, Mike, I don't absolutely. know if it's Well, bring on Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike, Pastor Mike. I didn't want, him on. Good, good, yeah, good, I didn't good want him to wait out there too long. There you go. Thank oh, you. I, Thank you for that. Come on in, Pastor. I'm good. We'll see him on tomorrow. How are you doing, sir? Hey, wonderful. wonderful. Can y'all hear me clearly? We can hear you clearly. Yeah. Okay. Talk to us. You're going to be with us on tomorrow. I was was trying to bring Chief uh, Spikes up, and I don't know if you have met Chief Spikes or not. Uh, uh, Pastor Cooper, but he owns this network, and so uh, so we have him. We're so honored to have him on with us this evening. Miss Rihanna is out this evening, and Chief Spikes is running on the, running the board for us tonight. So uh, that's wow, why he knew you were up there waving your hand. Yes, he is. He's a professional. <laughs> he knew I was doing it, and that's awesome. Uh, that's <laughs> yes, that's right, and I appreciate you raising your hand. Uh, Chief Spikes, uh, I don't know if you've heard uh, – uh, Mike Cooper on with us or not, but he lives over in Beaumont, and uh, so he ran for lieutenant governor. Do you remember that? I'm, because I'm sure you do because you voted for him, right? But at any rate, yeah. you went right along. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I yes, all that's that. right. <laughs> yes, and we're we going to throw him out there again. <laughs> okay. We'll talk oh, about that sometime soon. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I love Texas. My, my, my family's from, from that area, the Coopers. Cartwright, LeBlanc, uh, Spaniels, Spikes. Matter of fact, we may be related. Who knows? But uh, absolutely. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Back, back up. Just I, I, I did hear that. Yeah. Say it again. What did you say? Uh, the Spikes. The Spikes. We're, we're kin to the Spikes. We're LeBlanc, Samuels. Samuels? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We, we're Somewhere down the line, we're kin. Samuels and Spikes. Oh, you hit two. Two names right there in Bombware, Texas. Two names right there. Where, yeah. yeah. That's, that's we were rice farmers. You ever heard of Bombware, Texas? Bombware, Texas. I'm familiar with Magnolia Springs. Yep. That's where my grandmother was yes, from. Yes, sir. She was well, a there you go. When you know, 
Well, I'm wow, that's the amazing. That's <laughs> crazy. I'm kin to the bookers. I am kin to the bookers. That's crazy wow. good. It's a small yeah. world, isn't it? It gets well, smaller. He, smaller. Has, he owns all then. <laughs> they, they have all. Uh, we all share all together, and we try to prove the uh, the heritage. So anyway, that's a whole another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that part, but, but, I, but I, See, I have enough questions to take up the rest part, of the huh? show. <laughs> absolutely, I have enough questions to take up the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, a, a, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we can't be, you have to be careful because our family goes all the way back to uh, Chambers County. And um, some folks come up dead asking too many questions, so I've been asking my questions <laughs> quietly. <laughs> oh, quietly. okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Some, but I love y'all. Sometimes it's supposed to be quiet. Huh? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I heard uh, in what y'all are talking about uh, that they haven't even tested the children yet. Our youth have not been yeah. tested See? with the vaccine. Right. But what happened was, uh, I'm glad you brought that in, uh, Pastor Cooper, because a 16-year-old black girl volunteered on last week and she's taken one dosage and her parents are in the clinical trials as well for the adults. So now, and she's trying to encourage her, her colleagues and her, her peers, I should say, um, uh, to join in with her and becoming a part of the clinical trial. So we do have somebody out there now. We have somebody now, yeah. finally. You'll say great. Yeah, yeah. Six, wow. 16 years wow. of age. She, they, had, they, they featured her on television a couple of days ago. Actually, matter of fact, while I was in Nebraska, she was, uh, she was on the television talking about that she had just taken the vaccine. It did not make her ill or anything, and her right. parents did not have any problems with it. Right. So, And this is right. a, a young girl of color, a black girl. Pretty little great. young That's black like girl. It's going to be influenced like Shirley McKellar as to whether people are going to take it or not. So, uh, Shirley, what you going to, how, how are you going to lead us? <laughs> well, this is how I'm going to, I'm going to lead you. If, if, if Dr. Fossey says it's ready, if the, if the CDC and the scientists and all of those medical physicians say it is ready, then I'm ready. And, and then, of course, wow. I know that there's probably going to be uh, a second dosage. I don't know how it's going to. If it's going to be a, a once a year thing, it's probably going to be much like the flu shot that we have to take it every year, uh, because there's all kinds of different strands, as you know. As even as a matter of fact, this COVID nineteen is something else that it's mutating and it's coming up with others and uh, other viruses, and that's why probably other people who have t- who have gotten COVID twice. It's probably a mutation of the original COVID nineteen, because you do know that some people have actually actually gotten it more than once, right? Yeah, that was my that was my biggest fear with 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 the virus is that it was going to mutate at some point, and if it's starting Mm -hmm. to mutate now, it's kind of scary because you don't know if the vaccine that they got that's coming out is going to actually take care going to take care of the current right. That's so right. I just, I just, so I, I, I really, I, and sometimes you, you got to be a man of faith. That's all I can say. You got to have it. your faith somewhere because um, if if you if you're depending on what man says, you 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 have been left out a long time ago. So you have to be a person of faith and and, and walk on your faith and believe in your faith because. Sure. 
Sure. It's too many things. Too many change. It's too many things to change at one time. I'm sorry. You know how I am, though. That's true. No, no, that's quite all right. And that's well, true. here how we going to do it, think, sir. Because think about this. Let me just throw this in, uh, Mr. Arthur, and then I'll give it to you. Um, if you take the flu shot, sometimes it may be that virus may be a little differently from what that flu shot was, but because it's going to help you. It's it's going to make maybe perhaps that your flu, the symptoms may be a little less than harsh. It may be a little easier for you to deal with. And that's the same thing even with people with this COVID-19. Some people have really traumatic uh, symptoms that they end up losing their lives to COVID-19. And then there's some that just put them in quarantine and they do okay. So, uh, so if you take the flu shot or when you take the flu shot and you may get a little taste of the flu, it's going to be so much easier. Your symptoms are going to be so much less than if you had not taken it. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> basically, we're probably going to wind up doing is like guinea pig in each other. Like, you know, like I'm going like to watch you, Shirley, after you get it, talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll okay. make him a man after. <laughs> you throw yeah. me out there. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of masks that I haven't used yet, so you know I can hold out for a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let me just share this with you all. Announcing my health care and COVID nineteen, the Biden Harris transition team. And I want to mention that I did get an email uh, from them asking for my resume and my photograph. And so I just got an email back and um, they want more information. So I couldn't get up. I have not said anything. I have not said anything to anybody, but I did just then because I just pulled up. Oh my goodness. I I heard that clapping. (laughs) This is what I want. All I want to do is to mitigate this COVID-19. They know I'm serious about this disease. It's, it's striking. Let me share with you, gentlemen, that you are probably already know this. There are more Caucasians that test positive in this country for COVID-19, but there are more yep. African Americans that are dying from it. So we got to mm. save our people. Well, that's percentage-wise. Absolutely. Percentage-wise. But, yeah, absolutely. percentage-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Percentage-wise. Okay. So, because overall, it's more white people dying. Mm, overall. I'm sorry. Say, well, there's a lot but of overall more white people are dying. dying. We're we're dying in higher percentages, but overall yeah. more white people are dying from this from COVID. Because so they're so they just not getting Car- and getting well. Yeah, there's more Caucasian people in the nation, and be, exactly. And, but percentage, you're right. Yeah, some point. So go ahead. Well, I think you, you were trying to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, you all are saying, saying, saying the same thing. Uh, same thing. I was listening Correct. to uh, the yeah Black Eagle, uh, Joe Madison, on the way coming in uh, from, from the job. And uh, he was interviewed on MSNBC, I think, this Saturday. And he had sat down with uh, former President uh, Obama. And uh, he was asking him his take on this. And he said, well, if Fauci, Dr. Fauci and CDC and the science is indicating that the vaccine is, is good, we have to follow the science. And, and that's kind of like what we've been saying with our uh, going out administration. They never would follow the science. 
So we, we have to encourage those to do the things that, that's needed, especially our essential workers is out there exposing themselves and uh, mm-hmm. exposing themselves and their families. So, so for sure, they, they need to take the vaccine. Uh, but then at the same time, when they interview the essential workers, they find out 50% of those are not uh, persuaded to take the vaccine. But that, mm-hmm. to me, seems like it's more political than anything else. Yes. I, I, I must yeah. say that I have to agree with that. Yeah. But so we, we, just, we, we have to yeah. remove, well, we got to remove politics out of some things, right? Go ahead. Absolutely. Yep. That, that's my point for bringing it up. Absolutely. I don't want us to get too far from, away from the 16-year-old that you say that took the vaccine. A lot of yes, people stop, fail, fail to realize that these kids, these kids go out and get the disease. They're bringing it back to the Doesn't families. Help. Even though mother and father yes. are doing the best that they can to protect themselves, some kids are out there believing that they're invincible. So they end up bringing it back to the family, and then you have to deal with whatever whatever outcome there, there is after then. So I'm glad that they include more young people in 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 the process of getting tested because it, it doesn't make sense to have have kids just running wild, and then then you got the parents at home or the grandparents or anybody that's extra living within the household, and everybody getting infected behind their actions. Correct. See, this so, is why. Sure, 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 sure. Yes, sir. This situation we're in now. This situation we're in now is why, like my grandmom now, they didn't like Halloween. I mean, you know, they let us go in. You know, we just went around little country houses around. You know, you got something, you know, but they didn't promote Halloween. And like, like, you know, right now, right now, the the white leadership in America they acting like it's Halloween for real. You know, I mean, they just (laughs) this reality just ain't there. I mean, you know, and they're again, again, they're getting something out of it. Uh, I don't know exactly what besides being mad, but you know this is hey y'all, this ain't normal. It's like Jim Jones when he got them black mm-hmm. folks and took them in, you know, took them out. Except for Trump got a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. When it's starting to talk, it's kind of hard. It's, it's it's hard not to follow, especially when you when when the lies are coming out and they can. I mean, Trump is not. He he never was a doctor. And he wouldn't even let the doctors talk to try to give a, a remedy to what what was going on. It, right. it, it, it's just scary how our government's functioned over the past four years. That I don't, I don't know. You know, it, it, I never thought that we would get to the point where we where we are right now. Well, you don't know if we run into democracy, and it's it's only thirty days or less left in, left in his office time, and you still you still afraid of what he has the ability to do as president of the United States. And this is just a little context, though. Let me a little context, because I mean, as bad as I just said that was, uh, you know, like my grandpa and them, when they were raised, like y'all, you know, like y'all folks too, you know, hey y'all, they had some hard times, they had some hard days, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, they stuff looked a lot more hopeless, hopeless than I always do right now. So I try to keep mm-hmm. that in mind when I be thinking about what we need to do next. And basically, and basically, what we need to do is focus on our stuff going forward and doing what we can do. As much as we can for ourselves, I and mean, that's what we need to do. And just uh, you know, you know, keep it one hundred. Try to keep. I agree with that one hundred. People, people like her, keep her around. People like us, so we can we can stay informed and well educated at the same time. Because I'm gonna tell you, I, I hate to turn on the news. I hate to go on the internet because everybody <laughs> has their, their own opinion of what we should do. 
Right. Yeah. Well, we, we still got to stay informed, though. People, what I tell people is don't allow that news uh, to cause your depression. I was talking about last night uh, about uh, COVID-19 and how it's causing people to have PTSD. A lot of people, mm-hmm. and, and we got these military people on here, and and many people relate PTSD to what? The military, right? And war. Mm-hmm. But people in the civilian world can get PTSD. There are people who are suffering right now uh, from this COVID-19 mentally that's got mm. post-traumatic stress. They're afraid to go outside. They're afraid to eat out, and I don't blame them. They're, um, they're afraid to touch things, and they're, they're just COVID-19 is something that none of us can see, it, right? It's, I mean, but it's real, and it's not a hoax, and so people got to accept and understand and stop thinking that COVID-19 is a hoax and that they should not have to wear a mask because somebody who is a non-medical person, and we know who it is, uh, but I'm not calling his name, but his whole people <laughs> that it's a hoax. I mean, there are even, we got a couple of people in my own personal family, and I say to them, you know what, you are an intelligent person, uh, you, you're well-educated, where's the common sense that you used to have? What, I mean, what is it with this guy that he's never spent a day in anybody's medical school? And, and some people are saying he didn't spend too much time in uh, any school. But I won't go there. But uh, in the meantime, why people are not using their common sense, that, that's all. And then let me tell you what other conversation we had today, and you can dialogue on this. We're talking about one of our uh, one of our colleagues out of Kansas City says uh, talked about the uh, oh well maybe it was me that brought up the seventy thousand people I said we have almost four hundred thousand people in this country why are we concerned about seventy million people that voted in that direction let's think about all the other people call out and then that's when our colleague from Kansas City say call him out. Take him to jail. I'm sure that there is some treason that has been committed during this last four years. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. The, the, the media, the the edit here from the beginning. See, the media they got this they got this uh, process they use for presidential candidates, particularly white presidential candidates, and they and, and they know this guy was nothing like that, but they continually try to fit him into this box. Uh, making him as normal as they could, and even now when you see them talking on the news, now they be they be sick. Nobody's mentioned treason. They won't call him a crook. They won't. I mean, they, it, I mean, so I'm just saying that you know, like the media is one. You know, they're one of the uh, 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 entities that basically that's uh, enabling this man. Now the thing to see is after he's gone, are they going to continue? do that. Now, you're talking about the vote. Okay, all we've heard was Trump base for the last four years. Okay, our base beat his base by 7 million. And they still run around here to my Trump base. So what's that about? You know, what's that about? 
Well, I think that, and, and I'll let the gentleman uh, dialogue on that, but I'm just going to throw this in here. I think that because of history, because of the past, they always, media always covered everything that the President of the United States was doing, good, bad, or indifferent. Whether it was good for the country, whether it was bad for the country, they still covered it because that's just how we do, because we put it in the history books. And that's going to be the legacy that he Every leaves. stupid uh, tweet. Every stupid tweet. Well, well no, no, not you never did that. Tweet. You never did that. Well, we we didn't have no, tweets back. We didn't we didn't have Twitter exactly. back then. We didn't have Facebook exactly. back then. We didn't have all this social exactly. media back then. But they did write things down in the history books because we studied this. We studied government. We studied history. We know what what went on way back in the day from Franklin Delano Roosevelt all the way up to uh, forty five. Go ahead. Uh, we'll go to. Uh, uh, Captain Cooper, we'll go to you first and let you dialogue on that, and then we'll go to Chief Spike, see what we have to say about it. Well, uh, it's amazing you, you spoke earlier about Kansas. My son is in Kansas completing the, uh, his second degree in uh, education, and he's going to be a science teacher. And uh, he excellent texts me. Yeah, he texts me, and, and that's African-American male, which the reason why he decided to become an educator is because he's coming back from St. Louis. And he heard on the radio that in New York City, there's only 1% of African-American males that represent our community at the chalkboard. So he changed his trajectory to, to become an educator. So my hat's off to him for that. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, he could not wait to text me a copy of his book. His, uh, uh, I think it's time to see the government or history book. And they already had text from the current administration. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, because, you know, everything's online now, and these classes online and digital. So there were digital copies already right. changing history. So yeah. uh, I think what our, our Brother Fleming is saying is that it's true, is that the, the texts are going to alter some of history. Uh, and, again, we have to <laughs> go and challenge that. That's the reason why right. being a local person in, in Jefferson County, I continue to to look at lieutenant governor positions and U.S. Senate positions because if we do not go to Austin and Washington, D.C. and change what they're utilizing for our textbooks and challenge it, our kids are going to be fed lies, and we have to challenge those things. And Governor Bush Jr. uh, took the uh, educational curriculum from the state of Texas and placed it into the federal government. Right. which continues to lie and the speech that was said before by our forefathers. So, so we have to challenge those. And I, and that's why I pray for people like Arthur Fleming because I need him to live a long time to continue to look with that, that third eye. <laughs> yeah. He's a smart guy, isn't he? I must admit. Yes, he is. He has that angle. He has that angle. <laughs> no, I've got a bunch of questions. I think I think that one of the uh, and following up on what y'all what the conversation is I think that one of the things that we really have to look at is to hit in the, in the history of our presidents we always got the information behind time so they was able to clean it up and get it to us like maybe the stuff that went on with the Kennedys and uh, all the way back to Delano Roosevelt but within in the current time you don't have opportunity to clean it up because it's it's going out in real time. Somebody has to telephone on um, 
they got their speakers on in the background, and I can and it's coming. It's, it's a feedback through the line. So, but one of the things that you have to look at is that Trump is probably the first president that went out there and just utilized social media to get his base. He didn't have anything else to fall back on because people knew who he was, but they knew him as an entertainer. He never changed. He never changed who he was when he got to the White House. He continued to be an entertainer. But I think America had the biggest shock. When when Trump started doing all the things that he did while he was in office, and by that I mean he basically just told the media that they was fake news. He told anybody that didn't agree with him that they wasn't for real. So that's where the people Chief. start following him, saying, "Go ahead, I'm sorry." I you Chief, he read the snake to him. Now don't you keep talking, Chief? Chief, he read the snake to him. You remember that the snake? You knew I was a snake when you took me in. <laughs> Yeah. 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 He did all of that. And I think what happened is that, that people were so frustrated with the way the government was running at, at some point because it seemed like every politician that you was putting in, they followed the script. And, 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 and this is what I'm going to say when I say that to, to help you understand. They leave from wherever they, they, they get elected, and, and Dr. McKellis is an exception to this rule. But they they leave from wherever they get elected. They make all these promises, and they say, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We gonna, when, when I go to Washington, I'm going to represent you. But they barely keep the lights on in the building before they leave, uh, whatever offices that they have. But when they come back in three or four years, they got a pocket full of money from somewhere, and I guarantee you it wasn't from their um, pay that they got when they was there. So that's kind of scary. That, that was the scary part. And everybody's just yeah. getting fed up and it, it was stuff on top of stuff where they was just following lobbyists on their boat and then it got to a point where everybody just said you know maybe he's a change they just didn't know how much of a change he was he, and as as they say he's, he's no what was that about the snakes he actually turned hey. to a snake in the end all the way through hey, his presidency we knew about Giuliani and we knew about him they knew who he they knew who he was they knew who he was. We, you know, like my husband say, when they take what he is, you need to believe him the first time. We just have to accept the fact that probably about 55, 56, 7% of white people is like that. Right? You know what I mean? You know, they're not stupid. So, you know, they just like that. And, we have to just, and again, we have to just accept it. You know, that don't mean that it's in the world, but we just got to come up with a different strategy about how we go about our business. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also we, we've been cousin. told. Go ahead, I'm Gil. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying my new you you my new cousin. Uh, you're correct, and I have to line up with exactly what you're saying. Uh, what's the senator Kelly Loeffler that was appointed, and now she's running and going against good Dr. Reverend Pastor, and uh, <laughs> yet she's still connected to Pfizer. You know, yeah. we, we're talking about the money they come in, they work twenty thousand dollars, and they leave out, they work one hundred eighty-one million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and no one's questioning it. So did anybody? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that in. And, and you're right. Nobody's questioning. But anybody hear the debate on last night between uh, uh, Pastor Warnick and uh, Wessler? Oh yeah, it's good. It's good debate. Can you can you brief us a little bit on it, on it, Mr. Um, Arthur? Well, basically. Well, basically, for her on her side, it came down to they asked about seven different times. He did everybody asked, did Joe Biden win the election? 
and she couldn't say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? She wow. could not say yeah. Them, th- those words could not come across her lips. And so she kept wow. trying to, uh, 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 you know, say that, uh, you know, he had Castro in his church. <laughs> wow. In his you know, church? And, and, and kept, and kept calling him, what's she called? She kept calling him, you know, basically, you know, are you a liberal? You know, I mean, I mean, she was like a, she was like a cardboard commercial. So, well. uh you know, it, it was kind of ridiculous. Like again, you know, she she wouldn't have to, you know, she she just had this set piece that she would say, Republic, and she would not stray from. It. I don't care what you ask, you know how they do. No matter what you ask them, they say the same thing. But that's what she was doing. Yeah. She had this, she had two yeah, or three pieces yeah. that she did. Yeah, that's Their program, that's their like, program, correct? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and fifteen <laughs> times she called him a a, a, a communi- communist liberal. Fifteen times. Wow. At least, kind of like, yeah. yeah, 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 like more you kind of like several folks. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, what do they call that? That's that's just a way of trying to trying to make a point on something that doesn't make any sense when you, when you lost and you don't have nowhere else to go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna discredit you by using names, calling you names and stuff because I don't really have nothing else to defend myself with. Well, so, what she, what I, she also she 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 kept saying she wanted everybody to have the American dream, but she did. She was. She was raised on a farm, and she was a waitress, and first one to graduate from college, and in her family, mm-hmm. and and now she's a gazillionaire. Mm-hmm. Everybody she married money, and her husband is still uh, he owns what I I I see something stock in, uh, in uh, New York. Okay, he's on the stock exchange in New York, and, and so that, and she married money, and then they she he started investing her money, and she said I didn't know that I was part owner of Pfizer and all these other companies that has to do with wow. the things that they're approving in the Senate, which no one's talking about. I mean, it's just blowing my mind. It's out there. It's public information. I mean, it's, it's there in the trade, trading Very scandals in 2020. So. No one's talking about it. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. And, uh, and, and when you look at the news stations, that, uh, I can't call them news stations, the entertainment stations that report news <laughs> for the, the conservative party, they continue to to uh, narrate the talking points because that's what they want them to hear and to program. I, I don't have a problem if, that's, if these are your organic thoughts. My issue is that uh, don't create the narrative for the whole entire world. And then when, like you say, Dr. McKellar, when you speak mm-hmm. to your friends that's listening now, and you know that they're educated and they're trained and, and, and these are yeah. walking, talking thinking individuals, but then they fall into a line. They fall into order. Ranking artists is just as if though it is uh, Waco all over again. They're drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. They're drinking mm. the Kool-Aid. Well, can I share Red something shit. with you, gentlemen? May I share something with you, gentlemen? Okay. Of course. This it's was called sent Dr. to me. Dr. Wichella's Wait. show. Okay. Well, I I believe in sharing. You know that. But let me just tell you this. Let me share this with you that I got on yesterday. I think we'll get a little chuckle from it. It says, Trump has two parts of a brain, left and right. In the Mm. left, there is nothing right. And in the right, there's nothing left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, with that said, no wonder he can pick a penguin. With that being said, no wonder he can pick a penguin from an elephant and call himself a genius. <laughs> Somebody will get that in the middle. Yeah, he is a, a walking. Uh, well, he's you know he's a he's a a walking oxymoron. He's a a, a, a a walking bird. I mean, he's I mean he's like I mean he like I mean he I mean this cat here again. You know he's doing what they call uh, 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 I like to say he's a neveling. He 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 creates this vision, this dream. And then he gets all these people, and they know better, but they go in it with him, and in, and in their sphere, you know, all this is all this is real for them, mm-hmm. and so and all us on the outside right. of this looking at it, you know, we got to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. So it and it's the first time I've ever seen a nation be this, except for except maybe in Germany and Hitler and them, you know, it was kind of like that with them, but uh, you know, he didn't get carried this, he didn't get carried that far. But hey, you know this is scary, really. Yeah, can I, know. It, can I ask it a really, question, Doctor? Really when you finish, yes, sir. By all means, sir. Go right ahead. No, I was going to ask the question. How many of y'all think that if Trump could envision being what what the presidency was going to expose about him, do you think he would have still ran? Hmm, that's a good well, question. What, what, it, it, let me say this: he, he won by accident. He he was not trying to win. He's trying to make some money. He got caught yeah. trying to make money doing what he do. So right. you know, and, and and the Russians took it to the next level and actually got him elected. So he wasn't trying to get elected. So I bet you if he had the opportunity to do it over again, I bet he wouldn't do it. Well, you know, you're probably right. You're probably right that he probably would not try it again, especially because I think right now I think he is he's scared to death uh, because look what's going on with him in New York and look at the fact that all of these uh, cases that are against him and they're waiting to this guy. They're waiting to 1201 20 January 2021 and they're going to be after that guy. Now, and now what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Think about once Republicans uh, get from scared of them, now what's that going to look like? Yeah, no. but but we all have to be realistic, and when we think about this too, and I don't care what what they say in the politics or in the media or whatever Biden is saying right now and Harris is saying, it, it's never been a sitting president that went to jail, so he, he's not going to go to no. jail. He, he, he might have. He might be shamed. He might be shamed of everything that he's got, but they're not gonna let a sitting president of the United States go to jail. And he was the worst one that we ever had. Here's the deal. gonna get it. Here's the deal. gonna get it. Here's the deal. gonna get it. Okay, let me see. Let me see if we're on the same page. Go ahead. Go ahead. The deal gonna be. The deal gonna be. Uh, you got to step away from politics. Promise never right. to run again. And, right. and probably give them a, you know, agree to a couple of things. That way we won't put you and your family in jail. No, that, I mean, that's probably what's going to come down to, probably something like that. Right. And, and not only that, and I, I agree with that part, and I also would say that that even though that he's not going to go to jail probably, but if he's convicted, people want to see him convicted, and they want it to be written in the history books just like, just like he was um, – 
what the process that they carried him through to try to get him out of that office, that is in the history books as well. So people are wanting to see these things printed in the history book of how he really was, even though nobody exactly. believes that he's going to go to jail. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Right. I agree. I just want to see the truth. I agree. I just want to see the truth. Yeah, yeah I agree yeah. with that. But here's, here's another another factor that, that weighs in on that. The, his his name was Trump, and I know that we, we play a game called Spades, and everything that we, yeah, we, okay. we call Trumps within the game. <laughs> so, you know, Trump, that name Trump stood for something at one time. But we're slowly learning that Trump didn't really have all the money that he said that he had. He was buying all right. that stuff, but he was buying it on credit. I mean, yes, he was. So I don't, I don't know how how he um, expects to make money on his name after he gets out of office. I, I really don't. He's not gonna be able to do. It. That's why you're you're one hundred, chief, because that is why he's asking these people to send him money now. He is collecting that money and putting it in his coffers so that when he gets thrown out of that office at twelve oh one, on twentieth. January, he's going to have plenty of money to do whatever it is that he wants to do, to live on, because mm-hmm. he owes everybody everywhere. We already know that. That's why he's been holding on to those taxes and not putting it out there so that people can see how he's operated. And yeah, they say, all over. Hey, yeah, they say he may start sending You're- them state secrets, though. He must start sending them state secrets. And that's the scary part as well. He still yeah, has the yeah. code, well, and he still – we don't know what he may do on the 19th of January. Yeah, but you but you also have to realize they, they didn't give him too much information because he didn't know – he still don't know how to, know what to do briefing, with it. So he can't, he can't have too much that's information true. if he that can't attend true. a simple briefing. He might join the Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Q, Q, Q on. Q non, what do you call it? The Q? You might Q-Nan. join them. Yeah, Q non. Yeah, matter of fact, you said you were talking about earlier uh, how much money. I think he's up to $170 million in his coffers. Yeah. And that's I, exactly and I was, correct. Yeah, and I was doing some investigation on that. Uh, uh, if you're a federal holding, if you're in a federal position, you can legally have a committee. Form like that and spend the money however yes, you that's choose. Right. It's your money. Take it, it's take your it money. As income and do it. It's your money. It's your money. It's all the It's always right. been like that, and that's that's the deal with it's politics. Always been. They, they, yeah, they don't want to clean. They want to clean up what they want to clean up, but they don't want to clean up exactly. their own stuff. That's the reason why I say with that, no. with that, um, with the insurance. You want, you want, you want to see an insurance change. Take their insurance away from them. Let them let them govern without insurance and have to struggle mm-hmm. like it, like people without insurance have. And yeah. then you'll see how how, how fast some changes, the insurance. Right? Yeah, it'll change real quick. But see, when when we mm-hmm. were when we were suffering without insurance, they wasn't suffering because they had, they already they throw their insurance and everything else that they want. They raise under something else that that the country really needs. But if you read in the bottom line, oh, we didn't give ourselves a raise. Y'all want this? We didn't give ourselves a raise. You know, it, 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 it's just amazing how this stuff works. Well, let me ask this question. Go ahead. At some point tonight, we got to talk about the new Pentagon chief. Go ahead. Go, but you can bring it right on in. Bring it right on in. We don't have to talk about Trump anymore. Bring it right on in. Lloyd Austin. 
Lloyd Austin, the new uh, Pentagon chief, first African-American to lead that yeah. uh, agency. And so uh, I'm looking for some great things from him, including taking all them Confederate names down off all them bases that y'all used to work out at. <laughs> okay. okay, 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 Mr. Air Force. <laughs> we, we, were, we were talking. We were actually talking about the Pentagon today. I, I was. I, I I had a conversation with my cousin Patricia and Ron Woods, and so and I think one other person was in that conversation. But I was talking about when we were at the Pentagon uh, several years ago. On that, uh, we had a procurement. A contract with the uh, Veterans Hospital to provide uh, supplies for them, and so we were walking down the hallway in the Pentagon. It was like the three of four of us of our team members, and I saw uh, Justice Ginsburg and actually Sotomayor had just uh, become just got onto the bench, and so we were having the conversation, and I saw those ladies down there, and I. Took off, ran down that <laughs> hallway. <laughs> I, I left them back. They were talking to me. I left them back there talking. They were talking to thin air. I was running to greet those ladies to say hello to Chief Justice Ginsburg and Sotomayor. That was the highlight Amen. of the day for me being in the Pentagon. So now, 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 now I'm going go, back now to the Pentagon to meet. There you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> that was where I was going with that. <laughs> I'm very mm-hmm. proud of that uh, that soldier. Very proud of him. Decorated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well yeah, yeah. decorated. Well, Lord, big guy, Lord James Austin the third, the third. We're going to be taking yeah, yeah. it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want, no, I was just saying, we're expecting big changes with the government that they're putting in place. I hope they get yeah. an opportunity to work and succeed at some of the stuff that they're doing because we, we've, we've had a non-functional government for quite some time, and right. President Obama did the best that he can. So if you take President Obama's time along with, with Trump's time, it's been a long time since we actually had a functional government, so I hope that some of the changes right. that Biden has on, on on his plate take effect immediately, right. and and he can continue moving on from there. Because right now we need everything that we can get, and maybe I don't need it personally, but it's people out there suffering, and it's people out there yeah. sixty, ninety, and maybe a hundred and twenty days behind on their house notes or whatever, That's trying it. to take care of their family with with with, with no mm-hmm. money, or taking yeah. part time jobs where they where they had a professional job to go to. So there's people out there suffering. We we, I just hope that they get the opportunity to save us, save this economy. And Trump hasn't put us in a black hole so far that we're never going to recover. That's right. I agree with you 100. Well, percent well, I I was just I wanted to find out and I didn't don't know this for sure if in fact that this position has to go before uh Congress and Senate. Has to go before the Senate to be approved. Right. Does it? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It it does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you gotta speak up speak That's up. That's one of the top four positions, yeah. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then whomever was talking. No, all the members have to I think all 23 cabinet members have to be approved. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Well, he retired last week, uh, and, and you know how many years he did in the Army? 41 no, years. Is that a record? 41 uh, years. I'm, I'm well, sorry, say also, that again, yes, No, I'm that saying, awesome? is that a record? I, you know what? I don't know too many people that have spent past that many years. That's a, yeah, that's a long time, later. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah you it. Yeah, it could very well be. I have to, I have to look that up and see. But yeah, forty-one years is what he did. So that's that's uh, that's amazing. It really is. Very very no, proud I think of, of this. Long neck, wasn't what MacArthur in long neck? Hey, hey, MacArthur in World War One oh. and World War Two. World War Two. That's true. Yeah, John Vesey John Vesey Jr. served um, 46 years That's the longest okay. longest Anyone ever served longest in the service okay. Yeah, 46, okay John Vesey, okay Alright, yeah Well, I look forward I want to I want to be front row center when he goes before the Senate uh, Arms Committee To, uh, to I mean, before the Senate To uh to talk about his history and, and what he's done and all of that. They should he should not have any problems of uh passing. That, it, 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 that it, position. It, it, if Mitch I'm McConnell he's was there. <laughs> say it say it once more. I say it depends on if Mitch McConnell's still over the Senate or not. Uh, well, well that would be as far as him not having well, no let, problems. Well well let's speaking of that, we need to now, when I go back home next week, I'm going to be on the phone making phone calls, phone banking for uh, Osnott, Ossoff, and uh, Warnock. And, mm-hmm. and we've been donating, so whatever we can do in other parts of the country, if it had not been for COVID, we'd be down there knocking on some doors and helping to make that thing happen for Georgia. I want both of those seats. What about you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, absolutely. it it will give the country a chance to function. I think you're correct, one hundred percent. Absolutely, and and then we know who breaks that tie, right? If there's ever a tie, like it would be fifty fifty, and if the vote requires a tie, my sorority sister and hey, so hey, is hey. Mr. Arthur's sorority <laughs> sister will break that tie. Break that, oh break that tie. <laughs> <laughs> as, as they yes, say, la 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 la. <laughs> that's really something. That's that's some beautiful history that is being made um, in this country. I'm very proud. I'm proud to call her my sorority sister. I really am. Amen. Another lady. Uh, the the, the uh, MSNBC got a black uh, president of the company. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 I saw yeah, that. Is she a sorority? Uh, I'm not sure. Let, let me look it up and, and see. Let me find out. Keep talking and let me let me Google and find out because they normally would say that in their bios, right? If they are? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure yeah, what the bio, say, say again, I'm sorry. As with technology being what it is, what we need to understand that, you know, what we're looking at politically 
does not limit us to what we can actually be doing. So people, uh, uh, yeah, I hope people don't look at our politics as far as black folks and say, okay, well, you know, the politics is Jones. Don't, don't, don't yeah, do that. We need to separate. Rashida separate Jones. and understand that, you know, what we can actually do ain't got nothing to do with, you know, directly with what's going on right there. That's all I'm saying. So, okay. You know, just figure out a way. Right. I was trying to to see uh, if I could pull up her um, bio. Uh, we know y'all got their black. We know y'all. We know y'all fraternities got their black box. Y'all can look at. <laughs> I'm, looking right, I'm looking right now. I, well, you do. You do know that I. Well, you do know that I serve as the president of my local chapter, so I have that on speed dial, so to speak. And go right to my phone and pull it up. Like see, I say, like see I see that y'all name. Got it on. <laughs> uh, actually, she, actually, she's an alpha. You know, we're known for our humility. I mean, I hate to, you know, it's kind of matter of fact. I'm, I, I'm kind of fitting you know, some kind of way just even mentioning it. Try to be yeah. humble. And it be uh, humble by it. and and, and yeah. she's so young as well. I think she's what thirty nine. She's a young lady. Thirty nine, uh, I believe, uh, or something like that. Uh-huh, yeah. Not, so very, she's, not uh, very old. Not very old at all. Not yeah, very old at all. Uh, absolutely great. Your name is what? What's Grace. her name? Regina something? Regina. Rashida. No, uh, R- it's Rashida, Rashida Jones. R-A-S-H-I-D-A. Rashida. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rashida Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. she came out of Hampton, Hampton University. Came, came out so. of Hampton. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, happy to see you. What? Say again. Quincy Jones. HBCU. HBCU. Wait a minute. Now, now, this can't be right because um. No, I don't think that's right. It just say on the second one. Now I I typed out a name and it say Rosita Jones, and then it mentioned Quincy Jones' daughter. And I don't think that's right. What? I think that's somebody starting a rumor. No, I'm not really. for sure. Like yeah. I say, don't 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 quote me on that. I, I, I'm oh, trumping. No, no, yeah, because you know a name I'm like, like, like Jones. I'm trumping. I'm trumping. That, wait, wait, that's like a Jones. very very common name, right? Probably the, one of the most common names, if not the number one common name in the country. <laughs> yeah. So okay. interesting. Uh, I'm I'm yeah, looking to say, see. Uh, Trump, really? Well, well, Quincy Jones well, does what? have a daughter by the name she, of Rashida. Look at her. She could, yeah. Look at her. She could easily be his. She's a very beautiful girl, and she yeah, could bunch, look. She looked like that would not be surprising. Wow. He did have. Wow. He did have a lot of daughters. Now. Did he? And he is. Does he? He did have a lot of daughters. And he is Quincy Jones. Okay. Okay. Well, we don't hmm. want to start no rumors. We want to let them get let them get no. in a little office. You we, may we not want to start rumors. Till we check. Till we check. <laughs> somebody will. We try to check the facts to make sure. Somebody don't want to start a rumor. Yeah, we're trying to check the facts to make sure. We don't want to give her no father that she, that she don't deserve. <laughs> exactly. That's right. She has her own father, right? Amen. Whoever that may be. That's you beautiful. Speak up. <laughs> Let me see. I'm I'm just 
did you just put in there what is Rashida Jones's father's name? Is, did you put that in there? No, I didn't. I didn't put that in there. Okay. So All right, Rashida. you guys another, It's another Rashida right. out there that look like that doesn't look like the same one that's. Uh, it just became the president of MSBC, MSNBC, or whatever. Right, MSNBC. And doesn't she have a, a middle? Isn't there a, a third name? The middle name. There was another name there. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Let me scan back down there. Okay. Rish, no, it just says Rashida Jones. Replaced yeah, there's a couple of them out there. Yeah. Still, she. Replace that Philip uh, Griffin. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we make some Rashida. big moves right now, anyway. Um, we make Don't some you. big moves. Uh, oh my goodness, it's just isn't it exciting? Absolutely, yeah. exciting times. Mm-hmm. It's exciting times. So I'd like to hear from each one of us on the day that Kamala Harris became. VP elect, what was your true feeling as a black man, a man who happens Can to I, be black? Let me put it like that. Okay. Can I do this before you go any further? If you would like to <laughs> join the show, um, yeah, if you would like to join the show, please, please just push one on your telephone. If you're calling in from, from the line and you're sitting out there and you would like to come into our conversation, push one, and I know that you want to come in, and, and I have to get the host permission to come bring you in. But if you're just out there listening in, please push one, and I'll let you in. Thank you, Dr. McKellar. Oh, and thank you, Chief. And let me tell you, I, I, I want to uh, offer uh, our 612 friend, if he's listening tonight, to uh, press one and join in. We always like to, uh, I, I had mentioned to him that we'd like to have him uh, come back and, and join us uh, in conversation. And maybe we'll do a show one night that, that uh, we can get into some deep discussions that we kind of got into uh, one other night uh, a few weeks ago, and we didn't really get a chance to actually complete all of our conversations. So the lines are open to him as well, 612, if you're listening tonight, and we appreciate him coming in and listening and joining us. Uh, we'd be glad to have you join in on this conversation. But, okay, gentlemen, so um, so let's start with you, uh, Pastor Cooper, when, um, when Kamala was uh, selected by Joe Biden, and we we heard a lot of different things. Well, how she people would say, quote unquote, well she attacked you on the stage, uh, and then you you wanted her to be a VP. Well, he wanted somebody tough, right? And uh, in my opinion, he wanted somebody that knew how to stand up and speak up on behalf of the uh, American population and the people in this country. And she would not back down. So I think that he liked that. In her, obviously, he did, and that's why he selected her. But Pastor Cooper, what were your feelings? What did you feel when, when, uh, when she was selected to be in that VP seat? Uh, first of all, let me uh, concur with you about uh, his selection uh, for choosing her because of her strengths, and, and that's what he needed. And, and he yes. uh, went and looked the re- at the resume, and she qualified. Yes. So she was qualified yes. for the position. First of all. And I heard him say it on one of the interviews. The other thing is I think he took that from the page of our former president, uh, Barack Obama, because he placed uh, Hillary Clinton into position, which that also challenged him. And, and she assumed that this 
that was going to be her time and her her era. And uh, so instead of running from the issue, uh, he used the uh, the best resume and the best person for those positions. So uh, I thank him for doing that. And then uh, the, the the moment of glee happened for me in my life because when I was a little boy, my mother told me about our uh, uh, heritage from Cuba, where our uh, actual her maiden name is actually Valco, changed to Collins. And we were kicked out of Cuba because we tried to overthrow the government because of his dictatorship. And uh, we had three brothers that were great-grandfathers that were uh, mm. uh, exiled. Yeah, 1876. And they came over here to the United States through New Orleans. So I've been dealing with politics and overthrowing corrupt governments for all of my <laughs> bloodline. So this is nothing new. So it takes strength and power. Iron sharpens iron. So. Uh, my mother told me that I could be the president of the United States. And when I told my wife this, she thought I was crazy. But what she didn't realize is that I had a political agenda because you cannot change things without going through legislature and being involved in politics. I was groomed that way as a child, and I groomed my daughters. I have three of them. And so I leaped for joy when your sorrow became our first elected vice president of the, uh, these United States. So I purchased a calendar that was made by a friend of mine, and they're $12 a piece, so if y'all like to find out, I can get you that information. And they are dedicated to the history of uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris, you're elected vice president. Mm. Wow, very good. And may I add that he has three beautiful daughters, <laughs> absolutely beautiful daughters. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so... So what about you, Mr. Arthur? You know, my first thought was, you know, of course, after the selection process, but we went over that on, on you know, on your show. Remember, we talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. So after I the do. selection process, yeah, you know, uh, now, 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 and actually, my, you know, it was some weeks later. I was glad because what I want to see was, I say now, I want to see if, if 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 our black boat black boat has matured to the point where we're not gonna hold her white husband against her. So, you know, so we got to the algorithm. I said, okay. I said, okay. I said, we've matured quite a bit. You know, now we play, you know, now we understand our power. It ain't about her white husband. You know, it's about us getting what we need to get. So, so actually, yeah. you know, like I didn't, you know, like that night, you know, I was wondering that, you know, uh, you know, how are we going to react to that? You know, because, you know, some folks, will, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, and then they do something else. So, uh, you know, so I was just, uh, you know, glad that it happened like that. And it may have something to do with, the you know only eighty percent of the brothers voting you know that and them rappers but you know I think we held it down pretty good so, you know the block is still a block we we just got to keep working on it yeah right very good uh, well put and, and uh, before um, Chief Spikes comes in I, I want to mention this and I say this all the time um, even though the, I I merit within my ethnic group but love has no color to it it just does not. Uh, have a color, and um, and that's all I have to say. I mean, so yeah, but Murray, so whether you, you know, but I want to be clear. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about that in context of America and, I, and America's I history do. on race. Sure, yeah. and I do, and I I get it uh, completely. I do. I, can I share this quick story before uh, Chief Spike comes in, please? I remember that this is my on my husband's side, his aunt. Uh, was educator there, and she's 95 now, but still lives in Los Angeles. And so she was an educator uh, in the 
L.A. Independent School District, and she um, she became um, well. She got to know this uh, Caucasian gentleman. He was from uh, Canada. He was Canadian that had moved uh, to America, lived in, in California. He too was an educator uh, at the school. They were teaching at the same school, and so eventually. Uh, they fell in love, got married, and lived a long time. I think he was like probably ninety when he passed away. But uh, but in the meantime, they he she, he asked her. Well, she was living in an apartment complex, and so now that they got married, so uh, he says, well, where would you like to live? And so he she says, well, let's go looking, let's go look for homes and and see. And so she said, I like this area, and I like this area. So they would call and say that they, you know, they wanted to come and look at some of the model homes and everything because they wanted to buy a home. Well, they when they they said, oh sure, yeah, come on and everything. We got uh, we got this lot ready and we got this house that's already being built or they're working on it. So forth, all of the things that they tell you uh, in real estate. And so when they when they got to the location, all of a sudden there was no homes available. Okay, so they said, well. We thought we called and said there were homes available. No, 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 there's no homes available. So they went to, then they set up appointments, went to the next place, and they were told that there was homes available and for sale, and then they got there to that subdivision. Oh, no, no, there's no homes available. Guess who's on the television right now? I'm sorry. General Lloyd Austin is on television right now. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, yeah, I had yeah. to throw that in there. Yes, but, but yeah. so. Third, third time around, right? Third time's a charm. Okay, so third time oh, yeah. around, same thing happened. No, we don't have any homes. So then the smart Canadian gentleman said, okay, we get this. We get this. Uh, my wife, was, uh, she was uh, the color of dark chocolate. She is the color of dark chocolate, right? And he's Caucasian mm. or Canadian. Same thing, <laughs> the car- uh, Caucasian persuasion. So anyways, he he carried her to all of these other subdivisions, and he said, you pick what house you want, and I'll go buy it for you. So she picked a house in Gardena in the a new subdivision where there was nobody but Caucasian people that lived in that subdivision. And he went and paid cash for the house and moved his dark chocolate wife in. I thought those people were going to stroke. <laughs> but that's how he got the house. How long ago was that? that oh, that was a while. She's 95 now and he's already passed away. And so she just oh, celebrated yeah. her 95th birthday. So it was it was back in the day. I guess I'd say probably yeah. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're not but, as obvious about it now. They're just not as obvious. They're still doing it. It's still redlining. They're still going on. Yeah, that's black line. still going on. Yeah, it's black line. Well, I mean, I, uh, when I was planting <laughs> my church 15 years ago, it, I'm, in a, I'm in the deep south, uh, there between Sunset City, trying to convert them to Sundown. I mean, Sundown City, trying to convert them to uh, Sunset City. But uh, I had... Uh, uh, Caucasian uh, deacon, and so whenever I wanted to look at real estate, I always sent him to negotiate. And and people were surprised how I was able to 
secure a half a million dollar facility that uh, most African-American pastors were not allowed to utilize. And uh, I was the benefactor of that for seven years until they realized who I was and uh, then demanded that I pay full retail for it before I moved. So, I mean, that's, that's still going on, and, it, and it's my why. It, it, it's still my why because I've experienced it. I've seen things, and uh, I would not uh, lie idly by and allow it to continue. Wow. Wow. Dr. McKellar, as I, as I listen to you talk, I, I, as far as Kamala Harris, I, when I first heard it, I was a Stacey Abrams fan. I was hoping that he picked Stacey Abrams, but I settled yeah. after I heard that she had actually got it. I really thought Stacey Abrams was in the front running for for that position, but that was my own opinion. But speaking of stories like like you guys are telling right now, I got a story about Tyler, Texas. I I, I had an uncle that was that lived in Tyler, Texas for years. It was my mama's uncle. It was her her dad's brother, Harm Watson. And if you've seen Harm Watson, you couldn't tell him from a Caucasian or a black person. Even if he spoke, you couldn't tell him from a Caucasian or a black person. But you knew that he was black if you hung around him long enough. I'll never forget, we were we were young kids, and it, it came a knock at the door where we used to stay in. I mean, this person knocked, and I looked through the little, I climbed up on the little stool and looked through the peephole, and I said, Mama, it's a white man door. <laughs> My, my mother said, what you mean it's a white man at our door? And I said, Mom, it's a white man out there, and it's dark, too. <laughs> and just so happened, he heard me through the door. And and so when he came in, she said, hey, Uncle Hiram, it was her uncle that was from Tyler, Texas. Her, both of her wow. kids, were they two kids are still in Tyler, Texas. Dr. McKellar knows them. But if you ever seen Hiram Watson or his brother Willie Watson, which was my granddad, they both were. They, you couldn't tell them. Now, Willie was a little bit darker than Hiram, but Hiram could pass any any day of the week. So that that just goes to tell you that it it, it was different. And and I, I like I say, it's 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 a it's a it's a story that I share at times with other people. But it's it's just amazing how how we we look at the color of our skin, and it makes a difference on how they accept us in society. Like I told you about, it, I, I think I mentioned once before. I did my ancestry DNA, and like, okay, so like I'm 11 percent white, right? Now, uh, what needs to happen is we need all these white folks to get their DNA taken. That'll knock out a whole bunch of that stuff <laughs> because you know <laughs> they find out what time it is. They don't want to hear that, do they? <laughs> nah. Hey, Eric, I saw an ancestry DNA commercial on. On a TV, so this lady was saying, so she was saying, oh, you know, I mean, she had all these different strategies. She said, oh, you know, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that I was French. I thought I was whatever. Okay, now over in the corner, it had a little section where it said African, but she didn't mention that. <laughs> you know, she didn't mention that part. <laughs> I didn't know I was French. So I'm just saying, you know, if we do the DNA test, if they do the DNA test, that'd get rid of a whole bunch of that stuff. Whole bunch of it. Yeah. I think as as we as we've grown in society, as we continue to grow, we we'll we realize that we're more alike than we are apart, and and it and it's going to take that because this country has to come from a mighty long way. I mean, four years—who would have thought that four years would have basically destroyed what we call a country? 
because we didn't know if we was going if we was going to be in under dictatorship or or <laughs> anything at the end of Trump's. I mean, we didn't know if he was going to leave office. We really didn't. So that's hey, that, hey, that you're a military guy. Hey, you're a military guy. You know he's going to go. Hey, hey here. You, well, look here. I knew he was going to go. He's going to go walking or rolling, but he was going to go. I've always believed he was going to go because I don't think the military yeah. will support a joker like that. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Man. We, get, we, had, we, we got dropped for Dr. McKellen. I was wondering how come I didn't see her, and then I looked at the board. I noticed that she had got dropped with, along with the Yeah, president. we were dropped. Um, she got dropped. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Can't drop the whole self. You can drop off everybody else. Sure, can't can't drop the whole. Don't drop the whole. <laughs> yeah. And Doctor McKellar probably got a telephone call, so she's trying to do something at that's the same time. I noticed when she when she drops yeah, that's like why, that, and that's she's why, probably getting telephone and, and, and calls she, from other people. Hey, Chief, that's why she was asking if she could ask a question because she know you could drop her off like that. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> She knew I don't. Doctor McKillen knew I don't drop her off. Hey, Probably was trying to talk to two people at the same time. Hey, she, she had a telephone y'all. call. Hey, she was answering. Hey, sure, the chief just dropped y'all, didn't it? Yes. Did you, can you hear me now? I can hear you loud and yeah. clear, Doctor McKillen. Oh, you back now? Hey, I'm so sorry. Listen, I let me just tell you. You were talking about your uncle. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, because your cousin obviously is in my chapter. She's my sorority sister, Sonja. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Don lives there in the Dallas area. But you're you're absolutely uh, correct. And um, as as uh, Mr. Flemings was saying, check that DNA. We all have a mixture of everything in our families, don't we? I have a, I have a granddaughter with blue eyes and blonde hair, and uh, and my father's on my father's side those. There was a, a grandmother, my grandmother's sister had platinum blonde hair. You don't see that too frequently. I mean, natural color hair. So uh, we're all mixed because we all come from who? We all came from the same people. And that was Adam yeah. and Eve, did we not? Okay. New Zealand, that's the only place where you got black folks. Who have natural blonde hair in New Zealand? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, you know what's you funny know. about? Oh, go ahead, Doctor McKellar. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm done. No, go right ahead. I'm listening. I was going to tell you what's funny about this is that I was stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington, and I think I told this story one other time. And this okay. major came up to me. He, he said, um, "What's your last name, Spikes?" He said, "Yeah." I say, are, "Are you are you from Texas or, or Louisiana?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, you either have to be from Bombware or Derrida, Louisiana." I said, "Why is that?" He said, "Because I'm kin to you." <laughs> and I said, "What?" <laughs> he said, "I'm kin to you." I say, "Oh yeah." And I looked at him and I looked at his color. He said, "Yeah." Somebody had to jump the fence sometime. <laughs> he just we both started laughing. That's but funny. he said, "Yeah." I say, um, "If you go, if you go, if you go to Derrida, Louisiana." You're going to see a bunch of streets called Spikes, and I can't think of his name right now. But I was so wow. shocked when he told me that because I didn't think nobody knew where Bonware and the, the real Louisiana was. You can relate to that town, those towns then, huh? Yeah, absolutely. That's where my daddy was from. And it was wow. the same thing with his hey, father. You, uh, his, go hey, ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, hey Brett Spikes. Yeah, you know, Captain, hey, hey, Brett Spikes, you put Captain, sugar in your rice. Mr. Spice, put sugar or salt in your rice. 
Neither. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> Wait a minute, he ain't saying nothing. I haven't heard well, What did he say? He said he does uh, both. He said he does both. Oh, you do both? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, when you we, cook it, when you cook rice, so you so cook explain rice, so, explain, you cook it on the, explain this to me, somebody. I, I know I. Now, the reason I said that, the, the, the reason I said that, the reason I said because like in Louisiana, you got northern part, which where which where the loose part uh, of my family from, they put sugar in their rice, and the southern part they put salt. So I, so I was trying to ask you, which you know, which <laughs> what do y'all putting your uh, uh, rice? Like, see where you was actually from? <laughs> yeah, which part? Hmm. No, I like a well, little bit well, of both I, I, sometimes. It just depends on how it's like, prepared. Exactly. Well, I was about to say I use a rice cooker, right? So I cook mine, and I, I use a little bit of vegetable broth in my jasmine rice. But long ago, people cooked rice on the stove in Texas in a in a, a saucepan, mm-hmm. right? So they put Absolutely. a little bit of growing salt. Up. They put you a little bit of yeah. what you put in it. They put a little bit of salt in there to cook it, but when it mm-hmm. finished cooking, they didn't add salt to it. And I think that's what you're saying is that once it's complete, they add salt to it. Is that what you're saying? No, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that in Texas, you know, for breakfast, uh, you know, fat egg, bacon, and so forth, you had like you had, you rice. had rice. Sugar and butter. I, we, I get little, that, and we didn't. We didn't put cream. Okay, sugar. and then like, and, okay, like everybody, and like, so, and so in Louisiana, some people like in the north, they do it like that. The one in the south, you tell them about that, they're going, ugh. <laughs> I think I, right, but, but that's but you're talking about after it's cooked, correct? Not yeah, during yeah, the cooking yeah. process, right? Oh, but no, in Texas, no, in no. East Texas, no, I, they put salt in the water and boil it and then put the rice in there mm-hmm. and cook it that way, but mm-hmm. not adding salt after it's prepared is all I'm saying. No, I mean, do they well, add sugar? Do they add sugar and stuff? No, after no it's sugar. No. We didn't oh, is that right? No, oh, okay, no, y'all no, from, no. That's right. Y'all from the Arthur, southern you part. you rich. <laughs> Arthur, you <laughs> rich has sugar and butter. See, we, we just add salt and cooking. Yeah, we didn't have anything to add to that. <laughs> and, so I hope you had some meat to go we with. We just add rice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Edgar, y'all remember little rascal? Y'all remember little rascal that time when Simon said, "What's the world coming to when a fella can't have a little bit of sugar?" You know, he he, he eats some sugar for his rice. They didn't have none. His dad say, "Simon, we ain't got no sugar because we poor." Simon said, "What's the world coming to when a fella can't have a little bit of sugar?" We can't have a little sugar. We had the bar cup of sugar. What are you talking? Y'all rich? He's putting sugar on his rice. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a cultural <laughs> thing. No, it no, it's it's a uh, demographic thing. I think. Yeah. It's what what uh, hey, what Arthur's saying. Anyways, go ahead. They're kind of like sausage. Yeah. They're kind of like sausage. You know, every you know every area got their own sausage. You know, thank you. Kind of kind of like sausage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so Pastor, you said no. you was from Beaumont. From Beaumont, Texas. Do you know Sam Spikes, Captain Reverend? Sheriff's Department in Lufkin. In Lufkin, no, I don't. But do you know John you Adolph? Back to Lufkin area. Adolph, do you, do you know uh, Pastor Antioch? Yes. You know, yeah, okay. Huh? He actually grew up right around the corner from where I grew up. Him and my brother, my youngest brother, are best friends. They've been best friends all their life. Oh wow! Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
You're from Houston area then. That's where he's from. Yep. He grew up, he graduated from M.B. Smiley. When I came back, I couldn't believe him when I went up there to Beaumont to visit him. And I was like, yeah, Lee John, you came a long way. He has one of the largest <laughs> churches in Beaumont. Oh, yeah. He, people wouldn't believe it. He had a church that size. Uh, matter of fact, it's one uh, a historical church that he inherited uh, by the grace of God. And uh, I think it's about, about 140 years of age. And uh, matter of fact, there's a lot of history, political history to that church with uh, Dr. Brown and uh, all the, matter of fact, I think he went to uh, Prayer View. So it's a lot of history okay. that comes through that church. Yeah. Yeah. That was John's almost good uh, 60 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 See, Dr. McKellar, it's a small world that we live in. And the only thing it, you have to do is keep small. talking, and then you begin to realize <laughs> how small it is. How small it, it really is. is. Yes, yes, and it's uh, it it gets smaller by the day. It really does. Here, here, who would think that you're gonna meet your cousin on this on marvelous <laughs> Monday? How marvelous is that? <laughs> that is great. Pretty marvelous. That's, be- that's beautiful. I mean, because that that's, that's the name. Said, that's not- go, go ahead. Yes. No, I was just saying when he said Samuel, that just that just confirmed it right there because. The Spikes right. in the Samuel were actually from Beaumont. As a matter of fact, one of the guys came to my house to fix my telephone. His last name was Samuel. He started calling out yeah. who his grandmother was, and his grandmother actually was my um, dad's um, auntie, Aunt Viola. That's the same one. Uh-oh. We might be third cousin twice removed. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Funny. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, yeah. hey, look at back day, and sure, you know about this. Back in the day, folks go on cat yeah. picks, you know, and didn't come back. You know, you know they'd be like, I you did. know, hundred miles down the road, just then, just never come back, <laughs> just never come back. You just just wow. don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I think she know more never about roses back. than cotton. Yeah, there you go. I know more. <laughs> we, we do roses, water, roses, watermelons, potatoes. Uh, but I could drive anything on our farm. I started driving oh, yeah. a tractor. I was probably about four. And wow. well, when I started, when I first started out, I sat on my either my brother's lap or my father's lap, and then I said I could do this by myself. And so by four, <laughs> I was doing it by, my, by myself. And this is really funny. One day, so I was driving the tractor, and and I was I, I was really showing off. I was probably about five at that time, five or six. And so my other cousins uh, that lived inside of the city limits I came out to our farm because everybody always came out to the farm. And, uh, and so I, I was probably showing off a little bit, showing them that I can drive a tractor. And then all of a sudden I was going across this road, and my father said, Stop the tractor. You're tearing up my road. Of watermelon. Oh. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. I never will forget that. Hey. <laughs> no, hey. I think it was no, it was potato slips. It was. Well, let me share this with you guys. Speaking of potato slips, my father was invited to uh, the White House. My grandfather, excuse me, was invited to the White House in the forties uh, because he had devised this little gadget to attach onto his tractor uh, to make it mm. easier for. The, at that time, they called what did they call people? See if you guys are real. Uh, 
uh, urban, or if you're urban, if you're rural, what did they call the people who worked on the land? Sharecroppers. No. We were sharecroppers. Y'all were share owners. We were sharecroppers. They called them hands. H A N D hands. Okay. Hands. Hands. Is that yeah, yeah, they had thing, lots yeah. of hands out there working. Right. And so field oh, uh, hands. <laughs> hands. hands. Absolutely. Right, right. So he so my grandfather was trying to figure out a way to make the the work of the hands uh, a lot easier. So he came up with this this gadget. And so then he was invited to uh, Roosevelt invited him to the White House and gave him a certificate and everything for this. But back in those days, they didn't know anything about uh, making sure that mm-hmm. what they did belonged to them, Copyright right? I think I told yeah. that, yes. So, therefore, John Deere Tractor stole the, uh, my, my grandfather's idea and made a gazillion dollars because they built this John Deere Tractor that would do just what my grandfather y'all didn't had already done. Y'all didn't, you mean y'all didn't take that We're talking about the, and go shoot them I wasn't even born. <laughs> this to show you how long ago that was. No, yeah, they didn't have sue anybody. Hey, here. Sure, sure, sure. Did you still have? You know, no, I don't. It was in the hands of his. The last, the last person <clears throat> who probably had that was it's my ninety-five, but my ninety-five-year-old uh, aunt, which was my father's last living sibling that died a couple of years ago, and. When I was going away to the war, people came and stole from her. That's that's why it's so troubling for me to see how people take advantage of seniors. Yeah, but that would be in the yeah, but that would be in congressional record. But the reason why I asked you, the reason why I asked you was because uh, uh, one of the relatives of this black guy that worked with Alexander okay. Graham Bell, you know, invented telephone, all this type of stuff. Right, uh, right, right. You know, right. He got gypped. You know, he got gypped. But anyway, his descendant, some up here in Dallas. They sued Southwestern Bell now, and they basically oh, got recent uh, 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 yeah, I don't know how much money they got. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, 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 they sued them. Like, they they, they start suing them. Yeah, and they start suing them like in I think like the eighties. So but they settled up at some point. And they finally settled. Uh huh. Yeah, they finally settled because you know because he, you know because yeah, hey, you know Bell just took you know had his idea and you know he he never got paid for it. So I'm just saying. Well, that's the same. You can show the same thing about Right, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know that story as okay. well, right? Yeah. Kentucky but, Fried uh, Chicken. But you showing congressional records, but you showing congressional records where he invented this uh, uh, idea, uh, and then y'all can take that and go back to John Deere and say, "Hey, where my John Deere? Where's my Deere money? Yeah. <laughs> Deere, where's my money?" Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look that. I'm gonna have to go do some research and look that up. That's great. Thank you for bringing that forward. Because that's a, like I said, that's the same thing that happened with um, was who was that? It wasn't Martha Stewart, but it was the other lady that lived in or down south someplace that her family stole that chicken recipe. Uh huh. Well, what Kentucky about Little Rich? Well, what Little Rich had? Well, what Little Rich had? Pat Boone going around buying him singing every song he made. Mm-hmm. Stealing. Yeah. Yeah. It was Christmas. Well, we. We've never yeah, gotten our So let's talk a little bit you know, about you know, we, I know we go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I was, I was just yeah. going to say, you know, we have we we we've never been recognized for all the things that we that's have that, that we have invented and created. And I think that has that's always it. been a problem that 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 black people yeah. have gone through. And I hope at some yeah. point that that the people that that did all the work and put in the effort of doing things, I hope they get the same recognition because even at that city that that city where the White House is built. Just think about mm-hmm. how many blacks was up there in, in the design of, of that city, but yes. none of them ever got credit for, for that city being Never. what it is today or, or the exactly White House right. being built. So That's it right there. Know, That's we, exactly we, 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 you know that sister we, we that they got her blood, right, that made plasma and all that type of stuff? That's uh, it. And I think her family, I, I, I got I, I, I research it in the city, but I think, I think her family made a little headway on trying to get some money for all of that stuff where they just took her blood and made all that money off of right. it. Right, exactly. And they'd get oh, a dime. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's very prevalent. While we on history. And, oh, I right. just want to say one last thing before, while we on history. Have you heard about the sister that's that's close to conquering cancer? She's she's got oh, yeah. she's got yes. procedure yeah. and everything that's in place yeah. and she, yeah. certain types of cancer right now, but they're doing further research and they think that they have a answer for cancer, and it was her research yes. that that actually got it started. Right, right, yes. right. Yes, yes, we heard that. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask this question since we're talking about this. Do you think with this new administration? that we will be able to get anything as black people reparation, uh, 40 acres in the mule, mm. whatever, uh, mm. whatever, whatever. What are your thoughts? I'm going to have to let somebody else well, comment I'm, on that. I'll take the last. <laughs> for, 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 for reparation, the first reparation, the first reparation that they've already agreed, of course, to, to, you know, to do the, to do the uh, uh, information study. You know, okay. just to, you know, to be you know, brought out. So basically, I think within this first term, if we can get the if we can get the conversation to be taken seriously within the next four years, I'd be happy with the serious conversation. Uh, okay. You know, as far as you know, and as far as other stuff that they do, again, you know, we the base. We need to act like right. the base. Right. Right. Uh, you know, like uh, Harris and them, they need to be scared of us to an extent. Not like the Republicans. We ain't trying to hurt nobody. But they need to be scared no. of us politically. You know what I mean? They need to, you know, have a little bit of respect. So basically, you know, we need to, you know, we can't give, the, you know, we can't give him the Obama treatment. You right. know, he got to get, you know, we the base treatment. And, you know, okay. we got to see some results. Because otherwise, folks ain't going to come around for another, you know, well, we'll do y'all next time. No, y'all did everybody else stuff last time. We did gay rights stuff. Okay. did next stuff. We did, uh, <laughs> you know. You know, everybody's yeah, stuff, black folks' stuff. So, you know, so this time, yeah. we want mm. our stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Saturday we knew that it was 46 days before the 46th takes office. And let me just tell you, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be presented to him. There right now, as a matter of fact, I believe it was the NAACP that said he should have already Get spoken to them. They meet right. They meet tomorrow. Get me when tomorrow. That's what yeah. I was about to about to try to bring out. That's right. That mm-hmm. that soon as soon as they said something, well, well, let's just say it like this. We know that there is a lot of things that has to take place, and and really they have not had the opportunity to really try to 
to work that transition and try to get into the White House to begin the process. But we know that that eventually I believe that they're going to get around to everybody that they need to get around to. But the NAACP said he should have already, they should have already spoken to us. But as soon as that came out, the next day or so, I believe, the meeting was already set up and ready to go. So as Mr. Arthur mentioned, that happens on tomorrow. Yeah, I just hope I just I, on that I just hope that we don't don't get our hopes up too high because a lot of the changes that a president can make is is going to take the second term of his presidency before we actually start to feel the effect of what what he has done because if you go back to any government any president that ever went into office it what they do within their first year is left over either they're cleaning up or it's left over That's from it. the previous president of stuff that they got to correct to get it back to normal. So by the time they get their second term, we might say, well, they didn't do anything for us during that period of time. Well, they have to clean up so much, and then they have to make up for what's, what's wrong. They basically have to put the government back together because there wasn't people in offices when Trump was in office. So I hope that our expectations are not so high that we get disappointed when, they, when they, they're not able to do all the things that they promised. That's so well, well put. And then keeping in this, okay, let, let me say this real quickly, Mr. Arthur. Uh, that is so well put, uh, Chief Spike, coupled with the fact that the president needs a Senate and a Congress that's going to work with them in order for them to implement the things that they want uh, to implement, that they have promised, keeping in mind that everything Keep in mind what the president's duties and responsibilities are and that we don't want him to do an executive order on everything. We want him to have a working Congress and a working uh, a Senate to implement the things that they want to see happen for the American people. Let's look at the stimulus package right now. That There are people, there's 52 million people that don't have food. I mean, we got food deserts all over this country because people don't have money uh, to buy food. They don't have money to pay their rent. Right now, we should have a stimulus package already signed and ready to go. But because hmm. we have the fighting back and forth and, this, and the, the, the Republicans say no to this much money and and the Democrats say, no, we got to have that much money. And so people are thinking, oh, well, the, the Democrats are not doing anything to help and the, the Republicans are not doing anything to help. Uh, but it takes the right Congress and the right Senate to work together for the greater good of this country. Go ahead. Anybody speak up. If you're racism is a health security is a national security issue. It's a national security. I agree. Issue. We should be playing. We should be playing our national security card. It's a national security issue, y'all. It's to it's, to, it's quite close to y'all's advantage to to resolve this. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we need to frame stuff. You know, yeah, you know, yes, for you know, just like the economic development. You know, we need to be able to produce our own economics as we grow back this economy. We can't be sitting around waiting on white folks to get a job again. Uh, so basically, like I said we have just basis uh, and how them understand. As usual, we're in the same economy. If we make money, you make money. So you know, you know, just you know, just uh, you know, just support us in what we need to do for America. You know, and get out of this red blue thing. I I'm so glad you brought that out, uh, 
I'm so glad, Mr. Arthur Fleming, because, and everybody that knows, and Chief Spikes can tell you, when I was running uh, for Congress and and, uh, Michael Cooper and even Mr. Arthur, I said, we all, the two of us, the three of us on here who are prior military, we serve the United States of America. And I am so sick and tired of hearing about an aisle and you reach across the aisle. Uh, there should be no aisle. And I say this, that if I had made it to Congress, I would have said, listen, we need to sit alphabetically in alphabetical order, not, not the Republicans on one side and then the Democrats on another side. That's division. That's what that is causing. That's what that is implementing. And so one day, somehow, we need to get back to the country that's supposed to be called the United States of America. Mm. Right, and strong on the United part. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that one yeah, of the absolutely. things that we that 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 should be on his table and Pastor, I'm sorry if I'm walking over you. If you would like to talk, go ahead. I, I just yield and keep my no, thoughts go ahead. after no, you I, speak. Just, I was in agreement. Go no go ahead. I was in I think, agreement with it. Go ahead. Yeah. I think I think that one of the things that's that's in front of all of, all that we're talking about, I want reparations, and I know we've been waiting a long time for it, but I think we have to mm-hmm. get Obamacare straightened out before we can do anything with this COVID being in mm-hmm. place. We have to get Obamacare straightened out for the people that's suffering. So that, if anything, I want them to get that straightened out before they start tackling anything else. No, no other issues except getting the health care yeah. system back in place where it was. Yes, that, that's that's amazing, and you are absolutely correct, uh, uh, Chief Spikes. Because here's the deal: when we get affordable health care straightened out, I call it, I, I call it affordable health care because that's what that's what it is. I know that people threw uh, President Obama's name in there, but mm-hmm. it's a, until we get some affordable health care, because once once we get once we get this health care straightened out, people are healthier, our economy is healthier, they're able to go to the doctor, get their annual treat, their annual physical, and all the things that they need to do. Preve- preventive medicine is what I believe in. Let's take care of the issue before it becomes an issue. So you are 100% correct. we got to get our health care system straightened out. People are suffering. They're getting their health care in the emergency sure room. And that's why well, – wait, hold up just a second. That's why – that's why we have our hospitals that have closed down in East Texas, the smaller hospitals, the outlying hospitals. So all of the people are coming in to Tyler, Texas, getting their health care. We don't have any mm-hmm. COVID beds right now because right. all the people are coming into our hospitals. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. And I'm going to ask a question. And so, and so what are you going to do about these un-American authoritarians? Because that's, because all the issues they're talking about has to do with their philosophy. They believe in uh, survival of the fittest, you know, Darwinism, mm-hmm. and so forth mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. so basically, like, say, I mean, how are you going to deal with that? Now, uh, again, you know, we got to be smarter. You know, we need to. All that needs to be defined. Up to this point, like I said, the media let them off hook. Now they trying to begin to you know talk about. Hey, wait a minute, that's a coup. Cool, I heard him say coup, the word coup, they, uh, you know, coup d'etat today. Remember we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, You know, about is. what Trump's doing. So now they just right. now start, you know, calling it a coup. You know, and that's what it yeah. is. That's un-American. Those are un-American yeah. authoritarians, and they need to yeah. be addressed as such. And and the larger media need to uh, address it, and the Democratic Party need to get them a strategy as far as 
is to define these folks. You know, I hope, I hope Biden don't do like Obama did. There's a bunch of groups that want to come out and support Obama while he was president. Obama told them, no, nah, y'all don't do that because that'll cause problems. And what happened? Then when he needed them, like, we got put the word out and stuff, he didn't have nobody. So I hope Biden don't tell uh, outside groups to just, you know, take a chill pill or nothing like that, like Obama did. You know. Okay, thoughts? Thoughts on that? <laughs> Chief Spikes, any, any comments on that? You know, I, I think that President Obama did what he could when he was in office, and I think that we, we, we need to give him credit for just trying to – he had a Republican. Every, everywhere this man turned, he couldn't get nothing. I mean, he couldn't walk across the street and get, get a, a glass of water. Oh, oh, I know you're not. Neither, no, I, I didn't think you were. I, I was just okay. adding to what you were saying. No, no, no. Okay. I, I know you weren't criticizing I just think that he couldn't walk across the street and shut down the chapel and, and just walk over there and look at the chapel. He didn't he didn't have the authority to do that because they would have crucified him if he did. But this man just in the middle of people protesting, he just shut down the whole street just to show that he had power yep. to walk across the street. I don't think we ever seen that in a president ever in my lifetime. Yep. I know, and it probably it's probably never been in the history. So his his exactly. his, his philosophy on governing he didn't have any. He didn't, and it's like Dr. McKellar was saying earlier, or somebody was saying earlier. He never expected to be president. He just wanted his name and his brand to be out there. Yeah. And when he got awarded right. that job, I think that he he wasn't he was so unprepared for it. I don't think none of his family yeah. members was prepared yeah. for it. So scared him, scared him to could, death. As and yeah. you're right, as a matter of fact, his niece talks about it in the book that she wrote about him. And and I say to all the time, for the people who talk about who he who he is and what he really is like, they should read the book for the young lady who grew up in the household around and about him. She knows him like the back of his her hand, and everything that she said about him has come to fruition in this country. He is, She says he's going to ruin this country and turn it upside down. It was amazing the things that she wrote in that book that, that we're seeing uh, today. But go ahead. Yeah, the unfortunate no. part is the seventy-four million. That well, he for turned him, his Jim Jones uh, files upside down. Yeah, they they care less of, of, about the truth. They don't seek truth anyway. They 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 seek what they think is their truths, and, and they finally found a leader that they can get behind and push him in front, so they can do what they desire to do. Right. And remember what the whole fear thing was based on, y- y'all globally. The fear is white people heard that they wasn't going that they were going to become a northern twenty fifty. Well, right. in two thousand eight, Obama got well. No, no, three years before that, Hispanics did that. They did a mayday thing, scared the hell out of them, and they and it got on them then. Then three years later, Obama got elected. Well, hell, that scared the hell out of them, y'all. And then <laughs> and then an eight years old Obama got a backlash of Trump. I mean, it's how, it's how scared, you know, white folks are, you know. And so and, and so that's where we're at right now. You know, we, we, we're in this uh, uh, thing because, again, it's about white control. That's why they packed the courts. Uh, that's why Mitch McConnell kept trying to crash the economy when Obama was in there. Why? Because they was going to bring all that money back most seats, just reestablish the economy in a straight-up oligarchy. But, right, you know, they right. couldn't do it. So basically, right. I'm just trying to tell you, it's about, it's about future control. That's what it's about. The courts, uh, you know, the money, you know, you know, a few people got all the money, that type of thing. That's 
you know, we're basically a, you know, an oligarchy now. If you just look at the money, mm-hmm. so basically, mm-hmm. I said, so that's where we're at. So it's about redistributing this uh, income, uh, giving folks a li- uh, you know, uh, living wage. It's a darn shame. 2020, mm-hmm. 750 an hour. 750 yeah. an hour, y'all. Living wage. Really? Yeah. Really? 30 years ago, well, 30 years well, ago, you had $3.35 an hour. I mean, we're still close mm. to that number. I mean, you you can be at the number. And, and it's always going back to economics. And if we think about it and look at it, it's just like when we had our 612 caller about a month ago when he got on the phone and he started talking about the issues of the conservative party. There is not one African-American child that really desires to uh, have their child aborted. I mean, one thing we have in our culture is that of love for one another and, and having that uh, the, the village raise the child mentality. So that goes back to economics. And matter of fact, if you look at the stats, it says 70% of the folks, after the, uh, uh, either before or after the incident of abortion, they said that they would not have done so if they could afford the, 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 the fetus. So the, these are the issues. And then you have uh, mental illness that, that's uh, not being addressed in our African American communities. So all this goes along with economics. So we yeah. have to hey, continue hey. to fight. We have to continue to push because uh, some of our issues are that of economics. Hey, yeah. uh, abortion, Shirley. Look at hey, Shirley. Why don't you look up mm. uh, if you could okay. how, how many abortions uh, you know are there in America now? Conservatives and so forth, as far as the talking points. Like I, I, I was, I did one other night online. They they throw around this number, say 30, 38,000 abortions a year. But what they don't tell you is that that's worldwide. That's not mm-hmm. America. That's not in America. Right. So they don't. They you right. know, don't tell you that. They just say thirty-eight thousand. And for oh man, we got thirty-eight thousand boys in America, and that's not true. It, it ain't true. I, I mean, I don't know how many it is, but it ain't thirty-eight thousand. You got black people yeah, around. Just, come out. You know. Well, let me and, and so let me just say this. this. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mr. Arts. Go ahead. I didn't mean no, to step it, on you. No, I'm just saying. Say. I'm just saying. You know that we need to. Uh, you know, at least have a, a conversation about real numbers when we talk about that stuff. That's all I'm saying. Right, right. I got, I got you. Well, here's the deal. We, we're it's 9:57. We're about to come to uh, the end of the show, but um, but there are so many things that that we need to address in this country one by one by one. And you guys have done an amazing job in addressing some of them tonight. I just wish that we could get some of this information up to the White House about how people down here feel. And I say this all the time that that I want I want to see uh, I want to see Washington D.C. pay attention to East Texas. I will always say that uh, I, I preach East Texas all the time. That <clears throat> excuse me, we have some strong voices in East Texas, and I want I want to see more notoriety, not just in Houston, Texas. I love Houston sitting in right here, right now. Don't want to live here, just want to visit here. And <laughs> Dallas, Texas, San Antonio, Austin, all of those cities. But let's take it back to what's happening in our rural communities and how our hospitals are closing up. That health care that we're talking about tonight, Chief, you're absolutely correct. We've got to get that health care straight out. Listen, gentlemen, it's been great being on with you tonight. I, I'm so privileged to have been able to dialogue with three fine gentlemen. Uh, 
in this great state of Texas. I look forward. We're going to get ready for tomorrow, and we're going to send that Zoom out to some more people. Look forward to uh, Pastor Cooper being there with us. He's, I think he's going to do an invocation for us tomorrow. And so we appreciate that. I know we got he's got to rise early, and, and so do we to get over there. And we thank those uh, the church over there who's hosting us and, and all the people that have signed up to come. We should have about uh, all, all social distance, everything, because we, we're not wanting any super spreading events or anything like that. Uh, we know how crucial this COVID-19 is, and our goal is to mitigate it so that we can open our country and our state and get back to some form of normalcy. Because as we're all saying, this COVID-19 is probably going to be around for a long time. Chief Spikes, it's been an honor to have you on uh, to host with us tonight. If you Come back and visit with us again. Go ahead. If you talk to me, Chief, you really worked that boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you met your and you met your cousin better. too. And better. Why and you, <laughs> oh, don't even try. And, don't even try. And you <laughs> met your cousin. Oh, Miss Rihanna, yeah. no, don't need to watch out for anything, does she? <laughs> no, no, nothing. No, All right, no, y'all no, take no, care. It was indeed a pleasure talking to everybody that was on the line. I really One day. And I got it right, Doctor. The glory comes. Got it right. Thank you. It will be out. It will be. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh, glory, glory. Hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh, glory, glory. Now the war is not over.
around for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be ours Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.